Welcome to Manor for the Ears, Season 3, Episode 2, Part 3. This week, our focus is on forgiveness that may result as an offshoot after an episode of Rage. I have on the episode this week, my friend of more than 30 years, Jean, an RN, who will share her story and as well a small clip from my daughter, Christy Camille. So we're talking about unforgiveness. What exactly is unforgiveness? It is the unwillingness or the inability to forgive someone for a hurt, a betrayal, or any kind of physical or mental or emotional pain. This is an issue that I have struggled with at various stages of my life. I'm going to go deep, personal, and real. My message in poetry. The pain, the memory of betrayal is always before me. I can't seem to shake it. I can't let it go. I'm unable to sleep. My mind goes into overdrive. I replay the incident, pouring over every minute detail of what happened. I'm numb. Not only am I numb, I'm stuck. I can't seem to move forward. It seems like a hurdle I can't clear, an obstacle I can't go around. I'm at the fork in the road. I can't go back and I can't go forward. Sounds familiar? That's because it is. I allowed my stubbornness and my unwillingness to forgive to destabilize and upend my life. I'm a mess. Something has to give. Somewhere in the mess, I recall a message of being forgiven by God and that I too should also forgive. The number, 70 times 7, that's 490 times. Over a lifetime, I'm sure we have forgiven or we have been forgiven more times than that, many times over. I am struggling with one instance. My first step was to think about my own forgiveness. Now here to share her story is Jean. My name is Jean. I'm a mother, 
a grandmother and a registered nurse by profession. Today I will be delving into the topic of unforgiveness in this episode. I truly believe that a myriad of emotions are deeply embedded in the root along the path of unforgiveness. As long as we are involved in human interactions, there will always be opportunities for occurrences that result in unforgiveness. I doubt that anyone within the reach of my voice would disagree. Firstly, let's examine the meaning of forgiveness. Yes, I said forgiveness, not unforgiveness. We're going to examine what the word forgiveness means. And it means to stop feeling angry towards and no longer wanting to blame or punish. Or secondly, to take away the obligation to pay back the debt. Or even thirdly, to cease to feel resentment against an offender. And that is in essence, you pardoning the offense. Therefore, the act of forgiving or being willing to forgive is forgiveness. So obviously, the opposite of this is unforgiveness. It is said that to err is human, but to forgive is divine. According to an article titled An Essay on Criticism, written by Alexander Pope, it states that all people commit sins and make mistakes. God forgives them and people are acting in a godlike or divine way when they forgive. At this point, I will share a personal story just one of my personal stories about my struggles with unforgiveness. The seed of unforgiveness was planted towards a former friend, I'd say approximately 12 years ago, when my first grandchild, a girl, was born. And let me add that uh, to date, I have three grandchildren, two grandsons, one is five years old and the other is three years old. So she's my only granddaughter. I clearly remember the morning when my firstborn daughter, then 16 years old, went into labor. I called a friend or in retrospect, someone I valued as a friend to let her know that I was at the hospital as my daughter was in labor. She drove to the hospital and upon arrival was welcomed into the delivery room. 
of course, to be a part of the birth experience. After the birth of my granddaughter, weighing over eight pounds, <laughs> I had to leave the hospital and head home to my other four children as they all had to attend school the next day. I planned to return to see my daughter while they were at school on the following day. So my friend offered to stay with my daughter. I thought nothing of it and I was so grateful and relieved that she wouldn't be alone. To my utter shock and horror, I found out from my daughter, sometime after she had been discharged from the hospital, that this person that I considered a friend had stayed that night for one purpose and one purpose only. And that was to unveil a well-laid plan that she had crafted and concocted, obviously during my daughter's pregnancy. And that was that she had a friend in the United States, which I later found out through a set of circumstances that this person was her former sister-in-law and that the individual was looking to adopt a child. So she spent the time at the hospital unveiling this well-conceived plan, told my daughter that she, my friend, would handle all arrangements. Therefore, no lawyer would be necessary. Also, not to worry, that the baby would be well cared for and have a good life due to the fact that the adopted mother-to-be is an educator, has her master's, is financially stable, owns her own home, etc., etc., etc. And the only downside to this individual is that she's not able to conceive. So this would be her only child. My daughter then explained that she didn't tell me right away about any of this because this person that I considered a friend had talked her into believing that it would be best for her to do this for herself as she could get on with her life and the family wouldn't have to be disappointed in her or be angry at her. I believe my daughter was taken advantage of during her state of vulnerability while she was still fresh postpartum by someone that I trusted in and entrusted to her. I still wrestle with this almost every time I look at my 12 years old granddaughter. What if this plan had come to fruition? We wouldn't even know where to find her today. This individual, of course, hasn't been a part of my life for a number of years. I still struggle with how incomprehensible the actions of some people 
the extent to which they will go and the means that they employ to accomplish their nefarious plans. This, of course, was a methodical plan that had the potential of being executed. My question is this, how do you forgive? And I mean truly forgive an individual like that. I believe only time will tell. It is said that time heals all wounds. But I know that I know that I know that God Almighty, our Abba Father, is the ultimate healer. In conclusion, Mark 11 verse 25 in the New King James Version states, And whenever you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them, so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. This scripture confirms that forgiveness is not just a one-time thing. Therefore, every time you remember the memories of the offense or its surfaces, you ask God for forgiveness and pray for the offender as well. It's instantaneous for some people and a process for others. Dependent on the nature of the individuals involved, I believe that therapy in the natural, along with prayer in the supernatural, is a therapeutic combination for healing. It was Peter, the disciple Peter, in Matthew 14, verse 22 to 33, Peter was the only human being to ever walk on water, and it was he who asked God, through Jesus Christ, he was speaking to the Lord Jesus Christ, but I believe it was a divine moment where God gave the revelation through Jesus Christ. He asked, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive them? as many as seven times and Jesus said to him I do not say to you seven times but seventy times seven if you're a numbers person you can try keeping count of that in essence I believe he's saying that every time that your offense comes to mind we forgive continue to pray one for another that the healing come and keep practicing forgiveness it's a process in the King James Version 2nd Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 it states but we all with open feet beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory 
them as by the Spirit of the Lord. And to that I say, Amen, Amen, Amen. We'll get there, I believe. One act of forgiveness. And only by one act of forgiveness at a time. I'd like to share a quote I heard on TikTok by someone called Man From Somewhere. It goes, Forgiveness is hard because the hurt mattered. Forgiving someone means you are no longer depending on them to do right, but releasing them from owning you. That's right. When we choose not to forgive others, they live rent-free in our heads, especially every time we recall the incident. I certainly have done some stuff that I need others to forgive me for. If I've offended anyone, which is quite likely, Please forgive me. My journey is ongoing. And so there is always the need to forgive. Right now in my life, as I think about my journey and as I go through this series of introspection with you, just as I am speaking to you and encouraging you to go deep inside, I am also going deep inside. But life goes on and the journey continues. It is indeed a process. There is a story of an alcoholic who had hit a nurse and caused her to be badly injured. Miraculously, she recovered Totally. She returned to work within the next few years. But every time she noticed that there was this man who would always show up at the hospital drunk. And every time he was released, the next month he would be there. So she began to take notice. She began to pay attention. And one day she asked him, She said, why are you always drunk? And he told her a story. She did not recognize him to be the person who hit her. But when he told her the story of how he had hit this nurse who worked at this hospital, it all came back to her very clearly. She said, that nurse was me and I forgive you that was the last night she saw him he never showed up at the hospital again sometimes when we forgive the memory will take a back seat or it will completely disappear
forgiveness is for us. The hurt and the betrayal. The offender is saying, please forgive me. Now here is a clip from Christy Camille. stop loving you don't deny me this pain i'm going through please forgive me if i need you like i do oh believe me every word i say is true please forgive me i can't stop loving you Forgiveness for some people, it's immediate. For others like myself, it is a process. I go into myself and I ask myself the question, what did I do? Why I'm feeling this pain or I had to go through this betrayal or Why am I so hurt? Do you know that it's mainly those who are close to you who can hurt you? So sometimes what happens as a result is we get hurt, we feel pain, we're betrayed. We will just shut down. But might I suggest that we work through it rather than just shutting ourselves off. Just a little story before I go. I had lived with a friend for more than 10 years. We shared everything. We cooked one pot. We, she helped me with my daughter. And at some point, I decided the best thing for me was to go on by myself and my daughter. It was the best thing for both of us. And I spoke with her. I had a conversation with her. Needless to say, she did not take it very well. To make a long story short, the relationship changed. The nature of the relationship changed. And we were totally estranged for a year. I did not speak to her for a year. I couldn't because my name was being maligned and I had done nothing. And I couldn't understand it. I went to church for that year. I could not even take communion for one entire year. Needless to say, through some kind of fate and through the intervention of the Father, we were brought back together. Initially, we moved cautiously towards each each other, especially me, because I 
just did not want to have to go through all that drama and all that pain again. Today we're good. The relationship is almost, let's call it 80-85% there. But it's a work in progress. But sometimes when you have to work through things in stages, it gives it longevity. So that is where we are now. We're in a better place than we were several years ago. So I always think about what Jesus taught his disciples, what he said in the prayer as it relates to forgiveness. Here goes. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. That's right. It's the Our Father. And it's in there. And just as we were forgiven, and just as we are looking for forgiveness from others, it is incumbent on us to forgive those who do us harm. Lastly, to quote my friend Jean, her words, I'm going to encourage you this week, refuse to be a part of the carnage of someone's war with themselves. Wisely put.